Monaco, Monaco, Monaco. Hi, and welcome to Hitting the Apex. And it was Max Verstappen, or Super Max as his fans like to call him, who took the checkered flag and won the Monaco Grand Prix, with Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris rounding off impressive performances and completing the podium. Carlos getting the first podium for Ferrari with his second place. Now, the Monaco Grand Prix is known to be a mythical race, and, uh, you know, all drivers dream to win the circuit on the Principality. It is the slowest and is considered one of the most difficult circuits in Formula 1. The circuit has been in, called an exceptional location of glamour and prestige with the race being held on a narrow course laid out in the streets of Monaco, with the tight corners and the tunnel being the highlights. Apart from being the most glamorous, it is also one of the oldest and the first event was held back in 1929. And you know, the glamour, the atmosphere, and the sparkle it offers is unparalleled by any country. It's safe to say that the entire principality comes to a halt, and people spend their time on their luxury yachts, or jiggle around in their balconies near the track to watch their favourite drivers take centre stage. So, let's go back to free practice and qualifying, and start with the Ferrari here. They were able to show great pace right from the first practice session and were able to carry that pace throughout the qualifying. Surprisingly, Charles Leclerc qualified on pole but crashed short after completing his lap, which put out a red flag resulting in drivers like Carlos Sainz, Valtteri Bottas and Max Verstappen not being able to complete their final flying lap and have a chance at pole. The grid had Charles on pole, Max starting on second, Bottas and Sainz completing the second row and Norris at P5, with Gasly at P6. Well, you might have noticed, I am missing a name, and to the entire F1 community's surprise, it was Lewis Hamilton, the seven-time world champion starting from P7. Yes, P7 for the seven-time world champion. Behind him, it was the four-time world champion Sebastian Vettel starting from P8, making his first appearance in Q3 this season for Aston Martin. A controversial qualifying and a grid we were literally not used to seeing. The controversies were flying high because of Leclerc's crash during Q3, which denied multiple drivers their fast flying lap, including Carlos Sainz in the other Ferrari and Max Verstappen, who were very much distraught on the team radio because of this, with some fans even slating Ferrari for for conveniently crashing after Leclerc has put in his final flying lap and was on provisional pole. Now that crash had other results in effect as well. A potential damage to the gearbox, which could lead to an early gearbox replacement for Charles, handing him a five-place grid penalty. Inspections were done overnight, and Ferrari engineers did not find any significant or terminal damage, which would warrant a change of gearbox, making sure that Charles would be on pole position at his home race, a track where he hasn't ever finished a Grand Prix. This was a race for him, and evidently this was a race for Ferrari, a track like Monaco where you don't actually rely on raw straight line speed and is the slowest track on the calendar. Ferrari had high hopes, very high hopes with Leclerc starting on pole and Carlos starting P4. The engineers at Ferrari had gambled big time, and they lost when Charles reported gearbox damage, 
during the warm-up lap. On further inspection, Ferrari found a drive shaft damage which they would not be able to fix in time before the race on Sunday. And the result was Charles Leclerc out of his home race. Imagine that. Leclerc, having qualified on pole after a crash, being left out of his own home race, where he could have had started on pole and maybe went on to achieve a podium. Now, amidst all this drama, I think, I think this drama could have been easily avoided had Ferrari not taken the gamble and replaced the gearbox right away. Well, at this point, I doubt if they even tested the gearbox or the drive shaft properly. The situation here is, had they replaced the gearbox now, after the qualifying, Charles would have had a 5-place grid penalty and started at P6. But they would still have a chance of fighting for a double podium, with Carlos starting at P3. I mean, no other team had both their drivers starting in the top 5 or the top 6. With both drivers in the top 6, Ferrari had a great chance of an excellent race. Now they gambled, and they lost, and Charles wasn't even able to start. So for now, for the future, for the near future, if they find out that there is a significant terminal damage with the gearbox and they need to replace it, Charles now gets a 5-place grid penalty for the next race, if they happen to replace its gearbox, which is a big possibility right now. So it's kind of a double whammy here for the Monegasque driver and Ferrari. You know, a double whammy where he does not even start his home race and may get a 5-place grid penalty for the next one. I'm pretty sure they had their reasons, but right now, it's very hard to see one. Anyway, um, let's not get bogged down uh, too much with what happened in qualifying. The race in itself was on Sunday, and indeed it was very interesting. It was a strategic battle, a battle where surprisingly, we saw Mercedes falter and Red Bull prevail over them. Max Verstappen led the race after a little lap one drama, where he covered off Valtteri Bottas to prevent him from taking the lead, with Bottas apparently having a better start. The seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton was stuck behind Pierre Gasly and was reported to go longer during his first stint with the tyres. I don't know why. To everyone's surprise, Mercedes decided to call him early and not go for the long overcut. They eventually believed calling him early would lead him coming out ahead of Pierre Gasly. Obviously, that did not happen. That did not happen, and Sebastian Vettel, who started a modest P8 in his Aston Martin, overcut both Pierre Gasly and Lewis Hamilton, much to the dismay of the seven-time world champion Mercedes driver. You know, to make matters worse, amidst all this midfield drama, Sergio Perez in his Red Bull briefly led the race after Max Verstappen pitted. Red Bull went with the long overcut with Sergio Perez, which made him join the race back in P4, ahead of Vettel, Gasly and Hamilton, with the Mercedes driver left fuming on the radio. Before all this happened, huh, there was another disaster in the making for Mercedes. Valtteri Bottas, running a solid P2, looked set for a Monaco podium. He came in the pits for a regular tyre change, and it was drama all over again. And shades of Sakir all over again, I should say. Apparently, the wheel gun machined off the wheel nut on the right front tyre of Valtteri's car, and the tyre just wouldn't come off. 
This led to an eventual retirement for the Finnish driver, who was distraught to say the least, and I'm pretty sure the Mercedes paddock has some broken desks with Toto banging his fist all over them. It was a complete disaster with Bottas, who looked set for a podium finish out of the race, and Lewis running P7, a very, very unusual day at the office for Mercedes. You know what? I think Red Bull played this very well. Very, very well. With Verstappen being able to create a window where he could pit, change tyres and come back to join the race in a commanding position, not inquiring any traffic whatsoever. This also gave Perez a free run in the lead with clean air, where he was able to open up a gap with Gasly, Hamilton and Vettel, who were busy fighting in the midfield. This allowed Perez to come back, join the race in P4 with fresher tyres and gave him the opportunity to attack Norris for P3. But you know, it's one thing to catch up, another to pass here at Monaco. So starting down in P9 and ending up in P4, Sergio Perez and Red Bull would take that any day. And with Mercedes faltering, they'll be very happy with what they've been able to achieve this weekend as a team. The only great bit of on-track action we saw with cars going side by side apart from lap 1 was the Vettel overtake. I mean the four-time world champion had his elbows out when fighting for track position with Pierre Gasly and Lewis Hamilton, with Vettel eventually winning the fight and gaining track position. A very handy P5 finish for the four-time world champion who seems to be growing in confidence in his new team. Speaking of confidence, someone who seems very low on confidence right now is Daniel Ricciardo. The Australian who joined McLaren after two years at Renault hasn't been able to show his true pace and racecraft at McLaren, with the Monaco weekend also being a disappointing one for the former Red Bull driver. He was quoted to saying that he is having to change his driving style a lot in order to adapt to his new car. I mean, yes, it's a different team, a different engine, different setups, but a driver of his caliber? You know, I expect him to bounce back very soon. As we have seen over the past few races now, that the McLaren does not lack speed. I mean, Lando has been churning out great results this season. He's third in the Drivers' Championship and has already got two podiums this season, including the one here at Monaco. Oh, and speaking of Drivers' Championship, we have a new leader now. Max Verstappen leads the Drivers' Championship for the first time in his career, with Lewis Hamilton five points behind. The third place belongs to Lando Norris for now, with Bottas dropping down to fourth with a disappointing DNF right now. But there is a new leader in the Constructors' Championship as well, with Red Bull jumping after first place after an impressive weekend for them and a disappointing one for Mercedes. Although, although the gap is just, just a point, merely a point, I think first place is the best place to be for Red Bull and that's the place they'd rather want to be instead of chasing Mercedes. Well, I think we're coming to the end of this episode of Heading the Apex now. This weekend was a roller coaster of emotions for many teams and drivers, with Charles not being able to start his home race, and Mercedes having an absolute disaster in the pits, which could which cost Valtteri Bottas a definite podium at Monaco. What I would say right now is stay tuned and we'll see you the next time with something different. Thank you. I'm your host with Kirsch and we'll see you around. <laughs>